Time for the Rural News now with Susan Murray. And Susan, insurance claims are getting tallied up following the February cyclone. Good afternoon, Rowan. Rural insurer FMG has paid out more than $120 million in claims relating to Cyclone Gabriel. The insurer has settled 43% of the 4,577 claims. They cover everything from damage to homes and farm buildings, irrigation, agricultural vehicles and animal and crop losses. Chief Client Officer Glenn Crowsdale says progress is being made on cyclone claims now the government has categorised properties by future risk. People need certainty um, and whether it's the outcome they want or not, at least they are able to know how to move on. I know there's still more hurdles to cross there, but some of those categories are that they can now work with the council, work with the government and then also their insurer and that, that's helping us to now be able to progress some of these claims that otherwise would, would be sitting in limbo. We continue to keep in touch with our clients to ensure that they know where things are at and what's in our control or outside of our control. There's the opportunity for them to engage with their council and I know the councils are now starting to engage directly. Glenn Crowsdale says the scale of the damage was unprecedented with a long road ahead towards managed retreat. He says FMG has had more claims from Cyclone Gabriel and the Auckland anniversary floods than the Kaikoura and Canterbury earthquakes combined. FMG estimates the total cost of claims for those two events this year will be $237 million. Federated Farmers says the proposed changes to the emissions trading scheme won't have a big impact to start with, but things are heading in the right direction. Yesterday, the government released proposals to overhaul the ETS to ensure companies do more to reduce emissions rather than just buy carbon credits to offset the pollution. It's also looking to change the permanent forest category in the scheme to slow the sale of whole farms for forestry conversion. Federated Farmers Forestry spokesperson Toby Williams says to secure the future of farming, changes are needed. How we look at the power of the permanent side of things is really interesting. Now we want to see more natives and we're really encouraged with the government's having a, a really good conversation around this. And we've got a bit of time to, you know, for everybody to be able to put their perspectives forward and we can have a an honest chat about how we want our country to look into the future. So on the, on the skin of it, it looks really good. You know, it's nice to have this conversation. One of the proposed options includes allowing, allowing small-scale forests of 50 hectares or less on farms to be included in the ETS. Toby Williams says this would be a great move as there is interest from farmers to plant more trees. We've long argued for the right tree in the right place. And rather than having wholesale conversions of, you know, of five, 6,000 hectares of farmland, We've got pockets within farms, you know, of a hectare here and half a hectare there and well, maybe 10 or 15 or 20 hectares there. But currently putting it into the ETS is quite difficult. So opening that up means we can still keep that mosaic of land use. And that's one of the, the inquiry into the land use entire Tarawhiti was looking at was how do, we, how do we encourage, you know, retirement of land that shouldn't be farmed anymore, it shouldn't be productive forestry. And how do we ensure that those landowners are still adequately compensated for not having the income they're currently generating? So having these smaller areas opens that right up and having a good discussion around how it would look is really, really important.
Toby Williams says farmers should take the time to read over the proposals and submit to the government before August the 11th. In some good news, animal feed and fertiliser prices have dropped even further. In its latest dairy industry update, the NZX says palm kernel prices have dropped below the $300 a tonne mark for the first time since the pandemic began. It also says Balance and Ravensdown have both reduced the price of urea. It's come down a further $100 to $880 a tonne. And DAP has also dropped. Balance's price is down by $300 to $1,295 a tonne, and Ravensdown is sitting just $4 higher. Farmers' satisfaction with their banks is continuing to slide. Federated Farmers' latest banking survey found just over half of farmers spoken to were happy with their banks. And that was a 3% slide from the previous survey and the lowest since surveys began in 2015. Sally Murphy reports. The survey of just over a 1,000 farmers found the average mortgage interest rate jumped from 6.29% to 7.84% in six months. And during that time, 24% of respondents say they have come under undue pressure from their banks. 44% of farmers say debt levels, interest rates, changing conditions or other forms of pressure are affecting their mental well-being. Federated Farmers President Wayne Langford says interest rate and cost increases are making it tough for many New Zealanders, and the rural sector isn't immune. Mr Langford says a record-high number of 68% of farmers have an up-to-date budget, which reflects tougher times financially from falling incomes and rising costs. And just to end some news in brief, 105,000... People attended last week's 55th National Agricultural Field Days at Mystery Creek near Hamilton. That's 30,000 people fewer than the record attendance in 2017. Planning is already underway for next year's field days, which will be held from June the 11th to the 15th. New Zealand shearer Roland Smith has had a further confidence boost in his build-up to contest the world shearing title in Scotland this week. In his last competition before the event, he beat the reigning world champion Welsh shearer Richard Jones. It was Roland Smith's second win in the UK in a week. He's hoping to regain the world title which he won in 2014 in Ireland. And McDonald's spent a record amount of money on New Zealand-produced meat, fish, bakery goods and veggies for its worldwide businesses last year. It spent nearly $600 million on local produce, with $214 million of that used in local McDonald's. The rest was sent offshore. The 2022 spend was $52 million up on the year before. And that's our rural news for today. Koe te purongo o te taifenua. Kia ora, Susan.